Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's up, guys? Back for the, uh, it's the first time I've done this one in a while. It's the Picks That Stick show where I, um, you know, this this is our first NFL show of the 2023 uh, season for the NFL show that I do uh, along with the uh, Bears Talk uh, Underground, uh, though we don't officially have a, a name for the NFL show. I, I might give it one this year. I have one in mind, so we'll, we'll see if I go ahead and pull the trigger on it. The feed will still be the uh, Bears Talk Underground, but, uh, you know, the episodes will be Bears Talk Underground and then fake or uh, generic NFL show name for now uh, kind of thing. So anyway, thanks so much uh, for, for joining me here today, guys. Uh, we're going to break down uh, how I see the season going out or, uh, you know, this will be more like uh, let's, let's check back in in, uh, in January to see how much of this shit I got wrong uh, <laughs> because it's, it's very much through the lens of 2022 uh, that I'm doing this, uh, especially on the AFC side uh, of things. I mean, just spoiler alert, I don't really see anybody outside of the Jets cracking the code uh, for the AFC. So it's like every it's the, the same playoff teams from last year where you just swap out the Jets, the Dolphins for the Jets this year. It's like everybody else because the AFC is so top heavy. You know, the, the, the teams on the AFC side are so dominant. Uh, right now, whereas the NFC, yeah, we've got a couple of really dominant squads in there, and then it's a pretty much it's a free for all after the first and second seeds, and then we'll see how it all kind of meshes out, who catches who on the right day, who's got the right matchup, uh, and and all that kind of stuff. So there were a few more changes with the playoff teams on the NFC side. With the AFC side, you know, I have the Jets making the playoffs with Rodgers and company and that, that that defense and everything, and now they'll have an offense with a quarterback to counteract that awesome defense uh, that they have. So as long as the Jets stay healthy, I sky's the limit uh, for them. I don't have them winning the division, but uh, I feel like they could, uh, you know, especially with Rodgers and all of his experience and all this stuff, it could get ugly over there. <laughs> he could surprise some people. But um, uh, anyway, you know, it's uh, this is just kind of, like I said, spitballing. This is more through the lens of 2022, uh, more so than I've done extensive research and looked at, uh, you know, how the preseason went for each team because what did anybody really learn about anything in the preseason? I mean, it's just what do we know about the Bears? We know DJ Moore is good, and Tyson Badgen is the number two quarterback. Outside of that, what did we learn about this team this year, you know, in the preseason? Anyway, not a damn thing, I, quite frankly, nothing. So, you know, Bayless Jones still struggles with punt returns. <laughs> But that's something else that was taken care of uh, earlier uh, this week uh, as well. So before we get into uh, the picks that stick, we got some Bears uh, news and notes to dive into. We'll talk about the format of the NFL show and what I'm going to be doing different this year. We will talk about 
the brand new uh, Bears Talk Underground Pick'em League that we're doing this year. Um, and I'm just going to say up front, um, I don't think that the site is very user-friendly, or maybe I'm just goofy uh, or something. But uh, I don't know if there's a limit on this, so I'm going to announce, you know, like the, the league ID number that you need to pa- to push in and the the, the password uh, and whatnot. But I don't know if there's no limit on the – because it's, it's nowhere within – what I'm finding here. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit uh, later on. So lots to get to. Let's go ahead and dive right in. This is the NFL Picks That Stick episode of the Bears Talk Underground for 2023. So let's get to it. Bears news and notes before we dive into our NFL stuff. Uh, on this picks that stick episode uh, of the Bears Talk Underground, or at least that's what we're calling it for now. Uh, true to the uh, promise that I gave you guys, the uh, the fifty three man roster that we uh, that we announced on uh, on or, or that came out on Wednesday's uh, show, um, you know that I recorded on Tuesday night, did absolutely change uh, on Wednesday. There have been a few changes uh, made to the roster. Uh, the Bears uh, went ahead and, and and obviously I'm not a fan of this move. Uh, I really am not. Uh, the Bears waived Terrell Lewis, uh, who aside from uh, Travis Gibson was probably our best pass rusher uh, in the uh, in the preseason. Showed some real promise. Um, the good news is uh, I hope we we do have uh, a couple of openings open spots on the practice squad. So hopefully the Bears can convince him. Uh, to come back and be a practice squad uh, player for us. But as of, you know, 9 o'clock tonight, uh, 9 o'clock on Thursday night as I'm recording this, uh, I have not heard that uh, yet. But Terrell Lewis uh, was waived. Also safety A.J. Johnson uh, was waived to make room for defensive end uh, Khalid Kareem uh, from the Indianapolis Colts, somebody that I guess Iberflus had had experience with when he was in uh, Indy. And uh, defensive back uh, Quindell Johnson from the L.A. Rams will take A.J. Thomas's spot on the uh, 53-man roster. Uh, and like I said, the, the Bears so far have only announced 15 spots in the practice squad. Uh, they did go ahead and keep that international play uh, an international player. Uh, I'm going to go with Mbetika is to pronounce that. Uh, Roy Mbetika, the offensive tackle, which means the Bears actually get an extra practice squad uh, spot they get 17 instead of 16 so if you keep one of those international players you get an extra spot uh, on the uh, practice squad right now the Bears have 15 so there's two open spots I'm hoping that Terrell Lewis gets one of them so that you know God forbid uh, push comes to shove you know he might be the somebody that we sign on game day uh, to take a spot and and possibly help us out uh, on the uh, pass rush Uh, I didn't see that much from AJ Johnson to feel one way or the other uh, about it, uh, quite frankly. But uh, Terrell Lewis was a solid player, you know, and, and it, and it kind of goes back to uh, the Bears having that terrible reputation for cutting the preseason hero. You know, it was like obviously Tyson Badgett was, was, I guess, would be the MVP of the preseason for the Bears uh, this year. But the defensive MVP for the Bears would have to have been uh, Terrell Lewis, uh, you know, the guy had pressures and I, and I would wager this. He had at least one sack in all three 
We had eight sacks the first week against uh, Tennessee. We had another four or so against the Colts uh, in week two. And uh, I think we only had one or two against the, uh, the Bills uh, on Saturday. And, uh, but Terrell Lewis was making plays and putting pressure uh, if he didn't get a sack um, in that third game. So it would, to me, cutting Terrell Lewis would be like the Bears cutting Jack Sanborn last year. What it's like, that's just like, why? Why? I mean, if you guys remember last summer when I had my dad uh, on the show to review the, the Kansas City Chiefs game where Sanborn star was born uh, and everything, it's like, yeah, don't get excited about this guy because, you know, three weeks from now when the final cuts come out, this guy's going to be the absolute darling and everyone's going to love him and he's going to get cut. You know, and and maybe he gets made to the, you know maybe he gets on the practice squad, maybe he doesn't, and and so on. But uh, you know, it looked like we kind of broke that streak last year by hanging on to Sanborn, and he was a player for us. He's going to be a starter for us again this year. Uh, but Terrell Lewis kind of feels like the Bears kind of going back to, you know, that guy that you love during the preseason, or at least made the preseason worth watching for you. Yeah, we cut his ass. He's gone. So, like I said, the Bears have two open spots on their practice squad. Um, so hopefully Terrell Lewis gets one of them as of this moment. I have not heard that um, he has been signed uh, to the practice squad just yet. Um, a couple of other moves. Uh, Tevin Jenkins and Doug Kramer are going to start the season on injured reserve. Um, they are not giving details as to the nature of the injuries, but word around the campfire is with Tevin Jenkins, it's some kind of calf strain or uh, or something to that it's a leg injury uh, of some kind and Doug Kramer injured his hand uh, against the uh, Bills both right now are short-term IR they will miss at least the first four games uh, of the season and hopefully Jenkins will be ready to go for week five which would be actually it'll probably end up being week six because week five is that Thursday night game against the uh, commanders so it would be a short break uh, for him if he is coming off of IR, you know, just getting back into uh, football shape, if you will, uh, for that fifth game. So maybe it won't be until uh, week six that we get to uh, see him against the uh, against the Vikings the following Sunday. So we'll have to wait and see uh, on that one. But uh, Tevin Jenkins, Doug Kramer, both going to IR, which opens up two roster spots on the 53-man roster, that go-to Nathan Peterman signed to the active uh, roster to be our number three for now. Uh, and the Bears were able to find uh, a punt returner uh, that has uh, some uh, some familiarity with our special teams coordinator. I believe it's Tim Hightower. I know it's Hightower. I always forget what his first name is. I believe it's Tim uh, Hightower. Uh, they were together in San Francisco, uh, which is where Hightower came to us uh, from averaged over 20 yards a return in, in kickoffs and punt returns. And, uh, you know, we needed a punt returner. I think that was evident, especially after that Tennessee game. Bayless Jones, you know, had an injury, didn't play after those after that Tennessee game. That was a disaster uh, for him. Still made the roster, uh, though. But, uh, you know, Trent Taylor is his name. Uh, wide receiver slash kick returner slash punt returner. Sounds like he will be taking over punt return duties week one. Uh, against the Packers uh, next Sunday. Next Sunday. Mm, these, this first weekend in September is always so bittersweet because you get real-world football with college football. 
but I'm not a college football guy, so I don't have the same skin in the game that I will next weekend when the Bears play, when the NFL gets started. I am so much more of an NFL guy than a college football guy. I love college football. You can't peel me away from the TV on Saturday from watching games, but I don't have a team. I really don't have a team uh, you know, as far as college goes. Uh, my alma mater was a, a 1AA school, and they have been garbage the last like six or seven years. I don't even bother watching them. They're always losing like 50-something to nothing, uh, Western Illinois. They are, they are terrible. Um, but they switched conferences and got away from – North Dakota State, North South Dakota State, you know, who just won the national championship. They're, they switch conferences. They're no longer in the same conference with those killers anymore. So maybe we got a chance to win the league and make the playoffs now. We'll see. We'll see. But um, anyway, I am not a college football guy. Um, you know, I love football, so I will watch. I'll watch it any chance that I get. I'll always get in on, on the big games, be with the ranked teams, the Saturday night football, and all that kind of stuff, but for me, it's the it's the NFL is really where it's at uh, for me. So I just like this weekend's going to be nice watching you know the football and the future NFL players and uh, you know can Caleb Williams win another Heisman and uh, who will the Heisman candidates be? Which which high ranked team is going to you know choke and and become a pretender and and who's going to come out of nowhere and be like you know what you might want to keep an eye on this team. They're not ranked yet, but you know. Four months from now, when they're when they're announcing the uh, the playoff teams, this is going to be one of those ones that's going to sneak in there when you're not paying attention, kind of thing. So, but uh, yeah, ten more ten more days. So pumped, so pumped. Anyway, uh, I forgot to announce our practice squad. The 15 people that are on uh, the practice squad, we got our seventh round picks back on the team. Defensive tackle Travis Bell and Kendall Williamson were signed to our practice squad. Uh, linebacker Micah Baskerville and uh, DeMarquis Gates, DeMarcus Gates, uh, USFL uh, stud. Yeah, USFL uh, linebacker uh, signed to the practice squad. Um, Robert Burns, the fullback slash I ran the ball as a running back a few times. Uh, in the preseason, uh, also signed back to the practice squad. Tight end, Steven Carlson, going to be working on those butterfingers uh, with the practice squad. Offensive lineman, Aviante Collins, uh, as I stated before. Roy Mbetika, the uh, international uh, player. And uh, everybody's favorite meme or joke meme or whatever today, offensive lineman Bill Murray uh, signed to the practice squad Today, one of the few outside players uh, signed uh, to the practice squad. Most of the guys that uh, I've been naming here were with the Bears during uh, during the offseason and training camp and such. But um, guys like uh, Deslin Alexander, Daniel Harry, Bill Murray, and we signed a kicker, John Parker Romo, uh, all outside of the uh, organization. Um, being signed to the uh, practice squad. So those are your 15 guys, along with uh, Greg Stroman Jr. and wide receiver Simba Webster back on the practice squad uh, as well. So uh, there you go. So Jenkins and Kramer start the season on injured uh, reserve, and uh, hopefully uh, Jenkins especially is ready to go once those four weeks are up, they keep saying that his injury is not serious. They keep calling it week to week. 
So hopefully somewhere in that four-week period, he's ready to go so he can hit the ground running once those uh, four weeks are up and, and we can get him against the Commanders in that Thursday night game or at the latest week six uh, against the uh, Vikings. So, um, so yeah, there's your Bears uh, news and notes. So let's go ahead and, and dive in to what the NFL show is going to look like this year. Um, last year I, I did a uh, kind of um, somewhat of a deep dive, if you will, on, on every game on the schedule. You know, I, I talked about all the games and uh, kind of broke them down uh, and everything. And, and I did the same thing with the review show. And this is kind of what um, spurred me into doing the format that I'm going to do this year. The review shows were especially difficult uh, because I would want to know as much as I possibly could to talk about these games somewhat intelligently uh, and everything. I, I'd, I'd watch as many as I could, especially when the, if the... Like this year, week one, the Bears don't play at noon. They play that that late afternoon 3 o'clock game, so I'll have access to you know, uh, all of the, the morning games, if you will, the noon games, the 1 o'clock games, depending on your uh, time zone uh, and whatnot. I'll be able to watch all the, or as much of the early games as I, as I can myself. I'll be able to watch the Sunday night game, the Monday night game. There's only one uh, for week one uh, this year, but... You know, going back and, and watching all 16 games, especially when there was a full slate uh, of games, watching all the 16 condensed games outside of the, the Bear game that I watched, very time-consuming, you know, taking notes and, uh, and all that kind of thing. So uh, I'm, I'm going to pare it down this year. And what I'm going to do is I am going to do what we call a pick six, where we're going to do like a six-pack, uh, of games that I like from, you know, going into each and every week. Those are going to be the ones that we do the deep dive on. Those are the ones we're going to break down, talk about the matchups, you know, why we're bringing them up, so on and so forth. And then, like, for week one, that leaves 10 other games. We're kind of going to go, like, uh, if you guys remember, if you know, from all my old schoolers out there with Chris Berman, the fastest three minutes where he would go through, like, the entire week's games in like a three-minute segment on uh, on ESPN. Now, I'm not thinking about, you know, blowing through it all in, in you know, uh, two minutes like that, but it would be more of a, of a microwave version of, you know, like a bullet point or two about each game and then moving on to the next one. And um, I'm going to do the same thing for the review show, uh, as well, but I think what I'm going to do for the preview shows, we're going to do that that kind of little blitz to start off the the show where we talk about the games outside of our six pack, two bullet points, bang bang bang, kind of push it out. You know, maybe even do a little bit of uh, you know a few league news and notes uh, type thing if there is anything worth uh, mentioning, and then the main segment of the show will be our six pack our pick six, as we're going to call them, uh, of games. The six games that uh, that I'm intrigued by, that I want to do a little bit more of a deeper focus on. And um, then when uh, we do the review show, we'll do the opposite. We will start with our pick six. We'll, we'll break those down uh, with the you know results. How did the games go? You know, what did I see? What did I like? And so on uh, and so forth. And then we'll close the review show 
with our little, you know, you know, three minutes of, uh, you know, the fast three minutes or whatever, in bullet point or two about each game, you know, for example, uh, you know, Philly and Washington is a week one. No, no, no. Philly and uh, or Washington and Arizona is, is a week one matchup this year. Hey, you know, it's the, the first game, uh, you know, at quarterback for Sam Howell. He went uh, 21 of 23 for 250 and two touchdowns. Commanders beat Arizona 31 to 16. Like that kind of thing. You know, the, pretty much that would be the summary of the games outside of our six pack. Six pack. Uh, that, you know, that's, that's what I'm going with right now. But just be like, boom, here's, you know, main bullet point, you know, f- so-and-so with a 45-yard touchdown catch with uh, three minutes to go. That's what did it for Carolina as they beat Atlanta 26-6 to or something like that, you know, just to give you a, a feel for what that might look like. But we break down each of those six games. We go a little deeper in on them, and uh, there you have it. That's pretty much what I'm planning for as far as how we're going to format those uh, preview and review shows. We're going to have, we're still going to talk about every game, but we're going to focus on a handful of games each. And it's always going to be six. No matter how many games are being played that week, it's always going to be six. So for the weeks where there's, you know, several teams on a break, we've got 13 games. And, you know, so basically I'm going to be talking about half the games being played uh, that weekend. That's what's going to, uh, that's what it's going to be. It's always going to be at least six. So, I mean, you know, if, if I absolutely have to push it, maybe it'll be, you know, maybe we'll throw in one or two extra if, if the, if that week's slate is just that awesome. But right now it'll be six, no matter what, each and every week um, for the preview and the review. Those are the ones that we'll do our deep dives on. And then the rest will be part of the blitz segment, let's call it, uh, at the beginning and the end uh, of each of the respective episodes. So, so there you go. That is how the show is going to be formatted, and uh, that's what I'm going to do a little bit differently uh, this year when it comes to the NFL show. Now, before we finally dive into our main event segment of the episode with our picks that stick to show how wrong I'm going to be as far as predictions for the 2023 season uh, are concerned, let's talk a little bit about the new Pick'em League that we're going to give a try uh, this year, we're going through Yahoo Sports, so I need anyone who wants to take part, got to download the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app, and uh, that's the one that you got to download to uh, be able to uh, join the league. Yeah, it looks like a little like championship cup with Yahoo, and it's uh, purple as most things with Yahoo are. So, but that's the app that you'll want to download. And then you'll want to go to NFL Pick'em or Pro Football Pick'em and hit play. And then a little window will come up that says create a private group or join a public group. And I created a public group for us. And you would just enter, you would hit, you know, join a, actually it's a private group. I take that back. So you want to join, it's, it's the, the option is join a public group. And then you will see the option to join a private group. And the private group will have the ID number and the password that you will need. And here they are. The group ID 
is 3599. 3599. Just those four numbers. 3599. Neil Anderson, Dan Hampton, for all my OGs out there. Those are the numbers. 3599. That's the group ID number. And then the password is... Stop me if you know if you if you, have, if you don't see this coming a mile away. Shame on you. Sweetness, thirty four, exclamation point. Now sweetness is capitalized, so capital S. Sweetness, thirty four, three four, exclamation point. So that's your your group ID is three five nine nine. The password is sweetness thirty four exclamation point. Only the S in sweetness is capitalized. Go ahead and, uh, you know, type that in and you will be a member of the private group. Now, again, I don't know if this is first come, first serve. I don't know how many spots are open or if, you know, the few hundred people, uh, an episode that listen to this, if you all want to join up, maybe you can. I don't know. So you're just going to want to type that in. 3599 is the group ID number and sweetness 34 exclamation point is the password and only the S in sweetness is capitalized. So there you go. Punch that in, create your team or your name or whatever it is. And uh, you will be part of the 2023 bears talk underground pick them game. Uh, I set it up a while ago. I, I think we're doing confidence points, <laughs> but I guess we'll find out next week when the schedule is active and we can all start making picks uh, and everything, and uh, I think that'll be available as soon as Monday. So go ahead and, and get uh, get signed up. Uh, if you don't get signed up, maybe we'll create a second group. There's enough of a demand uh, for it. Please reach out to me if you weren't able to get into the group and you and you still want to be. I'll, I'll create another one for for those of you that uh, you know weren't able to get signed in. Because like I said, there's nothing in the fine print that says only this is only for 12 people or only 16 people can sign up or, or whatever. So, you know, so maybe only 10 of us can sign up outside of me uh, or, or maybe everyone can sign up and it just doesn't matter so long as you have the group ID number and the password. So that's it guys. Three, five, nine, nine sweetness, 34 exclamation point, the password sign in, join up. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep track uh, throughout the season to see how everyone is doing to see if, um, if I'm still the the big dog on 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 pick'em games, or whatever, if or one of you out there is going to teach me a lesson or two, uh, when it comes to being the pick'em master, uh, and everything, I will say that in the the several years that I did it with a group of friends uh, over the years, I think out of the eight or nine seasons or so that we did it, I think I won maybe three or four times. Uh, I wasn't always the the most dominant one. Uh, there was a couple years where I had the best record, but I didn't have the most points. And the points is what was what was king, you know. Like, yeah, you can go, you know, twelve and four or whatever of the sixteen games, but did you have the highest score? Because there's uh, there's a win loss thing, but the points is what matters. So, like, there were there were several times that there were people that were higher up on the rankings with inferior win loss records because the picks that they got right. They got the big picks right. So, you know, that's uh, what's kind of exciting about the, the possibilities here. You know, it's not about just, uh, 
you know, one win, one point. It's, uh, you know, I put 16 on Chicago over Green Bay, and if the Bears lose that game, then that's a big chunk out of my point total for the week that I'm not going to get. So uh, that's what, for me, is, is the challenging part. It's not so much the 50-50 of will we get it right, will we get it wrong, but what kind of weight did you get to that pick? How confident are you the Bears can take out the Packers week one? Uh, in Soldier Field, you know, will that be a, a 16? Will it be an eight? Will it be a three or a four? You know, way down there on the bottom. You, yeah, we should win this game, but it is Bears Packers, so you never know. You know, they've had our number for 20 something years now, so we'll see on that one. So, so there it is, guys. The uh, 2023 sport, Sports Talk Underground. Wow, Bears Talk Underground. <laughs> Boy, I just went 20 years back in the past. Uh, Bears Talk Underground, Pick'em League. Uh, is uh, is there three five nine nine the group ID sweetness thirty four exclamation point the password and only the S in sweetness is capitalized so go ahead and get signed up let's see how it all goes down to challenge me see if you can beat me and if I get her signed up on time my mom is going to join in because she thinks that uh, you know because she uh, she beat me. And that one week or whatever that, uh, you know, she's got this whole thing clocked and she wants, she is all about this. I promise you, she's all about getting in on it, but, uh, she's dragging her feet about getting signed in. I'm trying to get her signed up first, but she's not getting back to me so I can give her the info. So I got to walk her through on how to do it. And hopefully she does. And you guys don't uh, squeeze her out, which is why I'm kind of worried about like, I don't know if there are only so many spots in the league or if everyone that wants to can sign up. So. We'll find out. But, uh, yeah, so that's all uh, All that. We got our Bears news and notes out there. We got our format uh, for the NFL shows out there, which, of course, will feature a Pick'em segment uh, in there as well. And, of course, I will be making my picks throughout the shows uh, when I do the previews and, and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, and then, uh, you know, we've announced our leak for this year. So, like I said, not a fantasy guy. And what really sucks about fantasy for me was that I was really good at it as far as, you know, I was able to score a lot of points. But I was that, I was that unlucky bastard that uh, every single week I scored more points than anybody else in the league except against the guy I was actually playing against. I can't even begin to tell you the luck that I had. Like I would have won every game on the schedule except the one I was in. Because the we had an exception in my league, where it was a ten-team league, five guys would make the playoffs. The top seed would get a bye week, and the fifth person to get in would always be the highest point total, regardless of win-loss record. And for four years in a row, that was me, because I would be you know four and ten or four and nine or whatever. How many how many weeks we played before? I would always be on the losing end. I would always. There was one year I made the playoffs at 3-10, and 10, something like that. It was like 3-10, and 10, but I had the third most points in the league because I was a beast as far as scoring points, but my luck was so terrible. I was always losing my matchups because I was going up against that guy, the one person in the league that scored more points than me. I was always playing against that guy literally every single week. You know, so yeah, it drove me nuts. I couldn't do it anymore. Could not do it anymore. My and like I said, it happened like four years in a row. I was like my my luck's never going to change. This I, I just I don't want to do it anymore. So it was an expensive league too. Anyway, so 
let's get into the main guts of the uh, show this week. That why why we're here with our picks that stick. And uh, this won't be the longest uh, segment uh, and everything, but like I said, this is very much through the lens of 2022 where, you know, it's, it's not like as though I've gone through, you know, each and everybody's uh, off season and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. This is not extensively uh, as researched as it could be. I will be honest, but um, you know, like I said, you'll, you'll see more changes in the NFC than you will in the AFC, but that's, I think you would see that just from about, from a, from just about anybody who's, you know, being truthful about it. The AFC is not the one that has, there's not a lot of changing of the guard in the AFC. Usually when somebody has a stranglehold of their division, they hang on to it for quite a while. So, you know, we're just in that kind of phase right now in the AFC where we're just going to have the same teams dominating over and over again. And, and obviously we'll all notice a, a similar theme with all of them is because they have, you know, these are all the teams that have badass quarterbacks on it. And in, in the NFC, it's, it's very much more of a team game in the NFC. You know, yeah, you know, a lot of these teams have great quarterbacks, but in the NFC, it's, it's almost, it's always the best team that comes out of the NFC in the AFC. It's it, obviously it's, it's a team game on the AFC side as well, but the theme on the AFC side, when you look at the playoff teams, when you look at the teams that win their division year in and year out, these are the teams that have those stud quarterbacks that are just going to be doing what they do for the next 15 years kind of thing. So let's dive in on the NFC side. We'll start with the East. I think this is the exact finishing order of last year's uh, division as well, but it's just how I see it going out uh, this year. I could honestly make a case for Washington overtaking the Giants uh, to be in third instead of uh, New York, but right now I have Philly 1, Dallas 2, Giants 3, Washington 4, and um, you know I, I really like Washington's defense, uh, but I just don't know how good Sam Howell uh, is going to be. Not that Daniel Jones is a stud quarterback, even though he's being paid $40 million uh, a season. We'll see how you know motivated Saquon is. Uh, you know, will he be able to go out and get his bag next off season? Now that he's, uh, you know, done doing his year on the franchise tag uh, this season, or if the Giants would even franchise him again uh, next year, we'll have to wait and see what uh, those off season distractions uh, will do, and we'll see if if uh, you know Brian Dable has a sophomore slump. Uh, as the head coach, but right now I have the Giants at third, Washington in four. Um, like I said, I love Washington's defense, especially that defensive line that gave us all kinds of fits last year in that uh, Thursday night game uh, and everything. But it's the 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 unknown quantity that is Sam Howell. I'm going to go with the Giants over the Commanders uh, in the NFC East. In the North, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Right now, I'm going with the hype. And I'm going with the Lions uh, to win the division. I feel that they're a bit more stable than the Bears are right now. I do have the Bears at number two. So, um, you know, I do have them finishing second in the division. I got Green Bay coming in at third with the Vikings coming in at fourth. And I I got a feeling I'm going to regret that and that Minnesota might take this division all over again. Uh, but they had some key, just you know, subtractions their team they didn't really make any noise or anything like that in in the offseason 
and uh, they they only had five draft picks uh, this year. So I don't know how big of an impact Mario Addison is going to have, how well he's going to do in replacing Adam Thielen uh, in that offense this year. They do still have TJ Hawkinson. Dalvin Cook is gone, though. He's in New York with the Jets and, and Aaron Rodgers uh, and everything. They do have Madison uh, to be their starting running back, but it's probably a step down from what, what, what Dalvin Cook would have brought to the table. And it's like they brought in Brian Flores as defensive coordinator, so I think they'll have a bit more consistency there. They won't be giving up 30-something points a game each and every week, but I do think we're kind of fizzling out with Kirk Cousins and, and, and everything. Justin Jefferson is still going to do his thing. DJ Hawkinson is going to be a stud uh, a tight end who just signed a big contract uh, today, as a matter of fact. But uh, something just tells me that Minnesota is not going to be able to pull off 11 one-score victories uh, once again in, in 2023. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, right now, that's, that's, that's where I have them. I think Green Bay is going to, to dip a little bit as far as, uh, you know, going from Rodgers uh, to Love. But, I, you know, it's, they're not a bad football team. They obviously they're just missing one of the more special players they've ever had in franchise history or in the NFL, quite frankly, as much as I've hated the guy over the years. Um, and I just, man, I just really love what the Bears have done. I, I you know, I th- still think that we're a year away from really making some noise, but uh, I, I love the, I love that we're going. I feel that we'll be a much better team this year. That we'll win some more games. And even though I'm not attaching win loss records. 10 and 7 feels really good to me right now. You know, I really do see at least a 10 win season for the Bears this season, and I feel like that's going to get a second place in the NFC North. So, Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota in the North. In the NFC South, this is your Wild West division this year, or especially in the NFC. This was the, the division that had a losing record win the division last year with Tampa Bay going 8 and 9. With Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield at the quarterback position for them, they just lost Ryan Jensen again for another year uh, to that injury that he suffered in like day one of training camp last year. Uh, He battled back and ended up playing in the playoff game last year, but there was a complication with surgery that he had. They basically have to go ahead and, and reconstruct the whole thing once again. He is done for 2023, and uh, that's a huge hole right there in the middle of their offensive line, plus it has been brutal in Tampa Bay as far as I've been told uh, with the offense with Mayfield and Trask at the uh, position. They still have Evans uh, at wide receiver, Godwin uh, as well, but uh, not much else uh, going on uh, on the offensive side. And, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see up close as we as Bear fans, we see Tampa Bay week number two. Uh, so we'll see how that team is adjusting, but uh, I don't see them returning as uh, division champs again uh, this year. And then you have Carolina, Atlanta, and New Orleans that all finished seven and ten. You know, in the in that division, only one game back of Tampa's eight and nine to win the division last year. And the team that I like the most out of those three is the team with the best quarterback. I got to go with with Derek Carr and the uh, and the New Orleans Saints to take the division uh, this year. And because I feel like they're going to do well, uh, I think that they're going to be overhyped as far as their seed in the playoffs this year. You know, like I, th- I think that they actually might challenge for the number two seed 
just because they're going to be racking up wins in their division and, you know, outside of their division, they only have to win like five or six games to get over 10, 11 wins uh, this year. So, uh, but I like New Orleans at one. I like Atlanta at two, although I do have some questions about Desmond Ritter. Same thing as the Washington. You know, this is a, a, a third-round pick that's taking over at uh, at quarterback. They didn't go out and make any moves this year to get themselves a quarterback. Um, you know, I think Trevor Simeon is their backup in, in Atlanta. So if uh, Desmond Ritter's not getting it done, you're pulling in Tra- Trevor Simeon, who's on his – Actually, that's not Trevor Simeon. I, f- I forget who it was. Trevor Simeon was in Cincinnati, um, and he just got cut, actually. But uh, And I forget who their backup quarterback is. It's Heineke, Tyler Heineke, from Washington, ironically. So, you know, maybe he'll give them a spark or, or, or whatnot. We'll have to wait and see on that one. But uh, Desmond Ritter right now, even with all that talent, B. John Robinson, Drake London, um, you know, Kyle Pitts, uh, they, they got studs upon – they got three of the best offensive players – in each of the you know of the last three drafts, you know probably the best you know the top rated receiver going into the draft, the top rated athlete slash player in twenty twenty one in Kyle Pitts, and then this year going out and getting Bijan Robinson, which honestly with the help they needed on defense sounded felt more like a luxury pick than anything else. But we'll see how it all uh, turns out uh, with that, and uh, I think it'll be good enough for second place in the division. I think Bryce Young and the Panthers are going to take their lumps this year with him going through the the rookie process um, um this season, but he's got a good a good batch of coaches around him. He's got guys like Adam Thielen um and Hayden Hurst to throw the ball to. Um they got uh Miles Sanders from the Eagles to run the ball. So he's got a good support system. It's all going to come down to that offensive line and how well they predict or protect, I should say that smaller than usual body of of Bryce Young and his ability to take punishment in that first year to determine how well the Panthers are going to do and and how good or bad that first round pick they gave us for for the right to draft Bryce Young is going to end up being for the Bears in 2024. So in the south, New Orleans 1, Atlanta 2, Carolina 3, Tampa Bay 4, um NFC West I feel like this is going to be the same as last year. San Francisco one, Seattle two, the Rams three, Arizona four, and I, you know, Arizona I think is everybody's odds-on favorite to have the number one pick in the draft uh, next year. I mean, and it's so obvious that they're tanking right now. You know, they cut Colt McCoy, and if any any of you saw my post online uh, the other day, it was before before final cuts, but after we cut PJ Walker. And I was saying, yeah, uh, I it was one of those, this is better than that. QB1, Justin Fields, QB2, Colt McCoy, QB3, Tyson Badgett is better than QB1, Justin Fields, QB2, Tyson Badgett, QB3, Nathan Peterman, which is what we've got now, especially with Peterson sign, Peterman signed back to the main roster uh, this week. So, um, you know, they cut Colt McCoy. They cut... Um, they cut two of their quarterbacks and are, are going with the recently acquired Josh Dobbs that they just traded for uh, from uh, Cleveland. And they're like fifth round pick Clayton Toon, who is probably more likely to be the starting quarterback week one uh, against the commanders uh, for Arizona. And it's just, you know, they're, they're, they're making move. They, they traded away like their first round pick from 2021 because that's not a guy that, 
the new GM picked. He's not one of his guys, so he's gone. You know, gave him away for a seventh round pick and uh, and whatnot. So Arizona is uh, in tank mode uh, right now. So I, I have, yeah, no problem whatsoever calling them the uh, the fourth place team uh, in in the NFC West. And you know, San Francisco with um, it's it's all. And it really more so affects, I feel, the their ability to to get the top seed or the number two seed in the NFC with Brock Purdy because I feel like the division is going to take care of itself. San Francisco is San Francisco is so good everywhere else, but at quarterback, you know, as far as you know, just Brock Purdy played is played played lights out, uh, and if he had been healthy, then the Forty ers very well could have been the NFC representative in the playoffs in the Super Bowl uh, last year. But he got hurt. The offense suffered. Philly dominated. They go to the playoffs. You know, with Brock Purdy, uh, you know, fully recovered, and then he actually even played in the preseason uh, a little bit this year. It really is going to be, you know, how strong is he? Um, is he having any kind of uh, PTSD from the hit that he took that hurt uh, his elbow in the NFC title game? that's going to determine how well San Francisco is seated in the NFC when it all comes down to it. Because I don't think the the Rams or the Seahawks are, are even close to the 49ers as far as challenging in the, in the division. But, um, you know, so as I think the San Francisco's already got that division wrapped up, famous last words. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it end up, ends up going. But if, if, if I could put confidence points on which one of these four teams is winning their division, it's San Francisco heads and tails above everybody else. Because Philadelphia, I know I picked them to win the NFC East, but the NFC East hasn't had a repeat winner in 20 years. How many times have we talked about that over the last several years? You know, the the the, the Cowboys won the division 20, 2021. The Eagles won it last year. History says it's going to be someone else this year. But looking at it on paper, I don't think Dallas has it to take over Philadelphia. And I think both the Giants and the Commanders are going to take a step back, especially with the Commanders are probably going to be in reset mode next year with those with the with now that Daniel Snyder's gone and uh, you know, like I I think Ron Rivera's coaching for his job and literally everybody on the roster that isn't nailed down in the future is playing for their job in 2024. So, and that could be something that hangs heavy on the team. So we'll see how it affects them uh, in the long run. But um, that's more so than anything, you know, obviously with the questions of Sam Howell, that's why I had them finishing last in that uh, division. But so those are, that's the NFC West, San Francisco, Seattle, the Rams, and the Cardinals, one, two, three, four. Uh, So here are the playoffs. I do like San Francisco to be the top seed. Uh, pencil in Philly at number two. Like I said, I I feel like New Orleans is going to be able to pad their win total to get a higher seed than they're worthy of. So I like them at three just because of that. Detroit would then be the number four seed. I like the Cowboys to make the playoffs again this year. I have the Bears at number six and Seattle at number seven. So those are your six playoff or seven playoff teams. San Francisco, Philly, New Orleans, Detroit, Dallas, Chicago, Seattle. So we got uh, three new teams in the NFC this year, Detroit, 
New Orleans, and Chicago. So, because Seattle, Dallas, Philly, and San Francisco all made the playoffs last year. Before we get to how the playoffs will shake out, we'll go over to the AFC. And again, like I said, this is going to be, I think each and every one of these is a direct reflection, except maybe the AFC South, of how, you know, like this is how it all finished last year. Um, actually, there's a, there's a few changes in here. But in the NFC, in the AFC East, got to go with Buffalo right now. Uh, I know that uh, the sexy pick is going to be Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I don't think they're going to be able to overtake Buffalo to win the division, but I do like them to make the playoffs. They'll finish in second instead of the Dolphins uh, this year. I got the Dolphins at three, and I got Belichick and company finishing in dead last, I believe, for the second year in a row out there. Or did the Jets finish last? Doesn't matter. AFC North, Cincy, Baltimore, and then here's the twist in the North. I like Cleveland over Pittsburgh. Um, Something says Deshaun Watson's going to have a decent year. And if I had to pick a new playoff team besides the Jets in the AFC, honestly, I would pick the Browns. I I really would. I like what the Browns are doing. And and I think that uh, for the most part, most of us don't want to see Deshaun Watson uh, succeed. Uh, after everything that that guy did and, and and all that kind of stuff, I, you know, he's a he's a good football player. He's a garbage human being, but he's he's a, he's a talented football player, and I think that's what's going to help Cleveland. You know, a full off season and everything, no drama this year, as opposed to just being covered in it last season, and um, you know, so I, I like them to overtake Pittsburgh. I don't know if that will mean a losing record for the first time in Mike Tomlin's head coaching career, but it's just, aside from T.J. Watt, nothing about the uh, the Steelers really excite me. Now watch me. And the funny thing is, just about any time that I've said this about Pittsburgh, that's the year they blow up the world and win a division. So, you know, I have them, I picked to go, to go last. I don't know if that means a losing record because I'm not doing records uh, right now or at all, I'm not doing records, but I got Pittsburgh finishing last in the division because I think Cleveland will be the surprise at number three. They won't make the playoffs at number three, but I feel like if they get hot, if there's a team in the AFC that's going to make a move this year outside of the Jets, it's going to be the Browns. That's just my thought. So, But in the north, Cincy, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, one, two, three, four. In the south, I got Jacksonville winning again. Tennessee at two, and instead uh, I got the switcheroo in in the division with Houston over Indianapolis uh, going three and four. So C.J. Stroud and Richardson, that offensive line is kind of falling apart in Indianapolis, uh, you know, and I I just feel like uh, that's going to hurt in the long run uh, for the Colts. So Jacksonville, Tennessee, Houston, Indianapolis, and then in the AFC West, I got KC, the Chargers, Denver, and then Vegas finishing in last. So I guess I got another switcheroo there. Uh, Denver was last and Vegas was third, but, you know, we'll see how that uh, how all goes. Um, I, I do feel like uh, Sean Payton is going to be good for a few more wins this year for the, for the Broncos, but I don't think it's going to be enough to get them better than 7 and 10, 8 and 9 or something like that, and that's – what I think would give them third place uh, in this uh, conference or this division. So Kansas City, L.A. Chargers, Denver Broncos, 
Vegas Raiders, one, two, three, four. So the playoffs, pretty much the same as last year. Kansas City, one. Cincinnati, two. Buffalo, three. Jacksonville, four. I got the Jets at five, then the Chargers at six, and then Baltimore at seven. But again, do not be surprised if uh, Baltimore doesn't, you know, can't pull it off this year, and it's the Browns. Because like I said, I just have this feeling that if it's not going to be like Baltimore or, God forbid, even Pittsburgh to be that second playoff team in the NFC, AFC North, I, I got a funny feeling it could be the Browns. I really do. If they can stay healthy and if they can get hot and Deshaun Watson can play like he did uh, in Houston before all the scandals, you might have something to put together because they still have Nick Chubb. They still have, um, oh, the wide receiver from uh, first uh, went to the Raiders. Amari Cooper, there it is. They still got Njoku, you know, and everything. They get it going on defense. They could have. Remember when we talked to Thomas Stargell over the summer in our, in our uh, opponent preview shows, he was really excited uh, about, the, uh, about the Browns. And it wasn't just like – fandom drinking of the Kool-Aid. He was genuinely excited about what the Browns had put together in the off season and, and you know, all the distractions now over for Deshaun Watson and so forth. He's genuinely excited. So we'll see if uh, that excitement translates into wins for the Browns. And, uh, you know, could they be the surprise playoff team in the AFC this year? So on to the playoffs. And this is where it all goes sideways and, where it all just kind of form, you know, follows the pattern or whatever. But see how it goes. Uh, in the wild card round, the, the two seed Philly over the seven seed Seattle. I have an upset just because I had to do it. I had to. Not only are the Bears going to make the playoffs, they're going to win a stinking game as well as the six seed. They're going to go to New Orleans and beat the Saints because, like, as I said, I feel like the Saints are going to have a seed in the playoffs that they didn't exactly earn because they they play in this week division where they could easily sweep the entire thing. That's six wins right off the top right there. And then, you know, they're playing the NFC North as well, so there could be another three, you know, two, at least two to four wins in that position uh, as well. So we're talking eight, ten wins just in those, just in those uh, what, 12 games, 10 games? 10 games, you know, you know, if, if they go ahead and they sweep the division they, and let's say they win two out of the four games against the NFC North, that's eight wins right there. That's eight wins. So they would only have to win like another two or three games and they're, they're at 10 or 11 wins, which could get them a really decent seed uh, in the playoffs. And, and I, I, I like the Saints, but I don't think they're just going to be, you know, I think that they're, they're going to be the, you know, they might be the Vikings of 2023 where the Vikings were a 13 and 14, but they were more like a paper champion than they were an actual, I mean, they got to give them all the credit. They won the games. They won those one score games. They found a way to win each and every, uh, each and every week. But when it came down to it, they choked their ass in the wild card round of the playoffs and, and they blew it. So, and I feel like new Orleans could be that team this year that gets like 11 or 12 wins hosts a playoff game but gets beat by a more complete team or, you know, just showing that they were, you know, basically picking on, they were the bully of their division. And now when they get in there with a real football team, they get their asses kicked. But, and we'll see how it goes. Cause we play the saints uh, this year in new Orleans uh, as well. So 
we'll 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 just see how we match up with them when we face when we're face to face week number nine. But uh, you know that's kind of how I feel about the about the Saints that they'll get the the three seed when they should be the default four because they're in a weak division and and, and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like they'll be the three seed, and you know the Bears. Not only are the Bears going to make playoffs, they're going to win a playoff game this year, and I think that's going to be against the Saints in New Orleans. But don't get too excited. You, you got to wait and see who they're playing in the next round. Uh, and then finally in the wild card round, the four five matchup, I have Detroit beating Dallas because not only is Detroit going to make the playoffs this year, they're going to win a playoff game, and. You know, Dallas is going to get Mike McCarthy fired by choking their ass in the playoffs for the third year in a row. So, uh, yeah. So, divisional round, San Francisco against the Bears, Philly against Detroit, and I got to go with the higher seeds here. You know, the Bears are going to, you know, get that win in New Orleans and fight valiantly against San Francisco, but utterly get dominated uh, in that one. And Philly is going to put the NFC North teams to bed uh, by beating Detroit. So it's San Francisco and Philly in the NFC Championship game this year, and I'm going to go with a healthy Brock Purdy helping the San Francisco 49ers unseat the Philadelphia Eagles as the NFC champion and go to Super Bowl 58 in Vegas this year. So San Francisco is your NFC champion. On the AFC side, in the wild card round, you got the two seed Cincinnati over Baltimore, second year in a row in the wild card round, the seven seed. Uh, you got Buffalo, the third seed over the six seed Chargers in the first round, and then you have the Jets uh, taking the victory at the, with the five seed over the four seed Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Jags will win the division for the second year in a row, but they won't have one of those heroic. How the hell did they do that? Uh, wins in the in the wild card round like they pulled off against the Chargers last year. Divisional round, interesting matchups. You got Cincinnati and Buffalo. Uh, once again, I'm taking Cincinnati over Buffalo. They just have Buffalo's number, and uh, Kansas City will take out Aaron. And it'll be it'll be the most overhyped game of the week because it will be Rodgers against Mahomes in the playoffs in Kansas City in Arrowhead, but. Mahomes and company will be just a little bit too much. And for the third year in a row, the AFC Championship game will be the Chiefs and the Bengals, and I like the Bengals. <laughs> so I'm going San Francisco and Cincinnati in the playoffs, and I'm going to go underdog and give it to the Bengals. They've been to the Super Bowl three times, twice against the 49ers. They lost both times. So has it been three times? No. Yeah, well, they've been to two, three Super Bowls. Yeah, tw- twice the first two times against the against the Forty ers sixteen in Detroit or the Pontiac Silverdome, and then twenty three in uh, I believe that was in San Diego, Miami. That was in Miami, where twenty three was in Miami, and they lost both of those games to the Forty ers And then of course, a couple of years ago, they went back to the Super Bowl, almost played the Forty ers in the Super Bowl that year, but it was the Rams instead, and it was the Rams that beat the. Bengals, I love Joe Burrow, man. I really do, and hopefully he can, you know, be fully recovered from that calf injury that basically shut down his entire preseason. And um, if he's happy and healthy and they're hitting, uh, I like Cincinnati to win the whole thing this year. So there you go. Those are the picks that stick. The, that's everything I'm getting wrong 
this year. I got our beloved not only making the playoffs, but winning a playoff game in the wild card round, and uh, but bowing down to the 49ers in the divisional round when reality sets in a week later. You know, we're all feeling fantastic about ourselves. We're headed out to Santa Clara, take on the top seed 49ers, and then the 49ers will remind us, yeah, just like they did back in 84, you guys are still a year away. You're, you're, you're almost there, but not quite. So we'll go out there. We'll take our lumps in San Francisco. We'll, we'll walk away with our playoff victory, looking to win the division in 2024 and run the table uh, in the playoffs. So there you go. The, keep that receipt, if anything else. That's how I feel like it could go down for us. So anyway, guys, there you go. There are the picks that stick. Be sure to sign up for the Pick'em League if you want to be a part of it. Uh, league ID number 3599, Neil Anderson, Dan Hampton, if that helps you remember. And uh, sweetness34, exclamation point, is the password. Sweetness, the S in sweetness, is capitalized. So there you go. Go ahead and get signed up. We'll see how many of you are out there. We'll, we'll find out. I guess we'll find out the hard way if there's a limit on who can join and who can't. And... Uh, if there we can if, if it's a party for everybody, then hey, the more the merrier. Tell a friend. But uh if there's a limit and enough people want to do it, then we'll do another one. I'll set up a second one for you guys. So um anyway, that's gonna do it, guys. Next episode, we're gonna be previewing week one. And uh our great friend Evan Western from Acme Packing Company will not be joining us because that SOB is going overseas. I believe he said to Greece. I believe that's what he said. Uh, heading overseas to get married. Son of a bitch. You're going to be missing Bears Packers to get married? How dare you? But uh, we'll have one of his fellow compadres from Acme Packing join us. Uh, Paul Noonan will be his name. Is his name? He will be the one joining us to preview week one next Thursday to get us in line for actually Friday. I'm sorry. Thursday will, will be the NFL show. But uh, Friday will be the preview. So actually the next episode will be our, our week one preview for the football, for the NFL. We'll be previewing the 16 matchups. We'll have our pick six games announced. I will release them on, on Twitter and on the Facebook group to let you know which shows will be, or which games we will be featuring uh, in the show. And we can always take suggestions. If you guys have ideas about what games you want me to talk about or want me to feature uh, in the pick six uh, segment, you know, let's make this thing more interactive. Tell me what game you want to hear about outside of uh, the Bears game. Now, and I do want to say this up front. Bears are not going to be featured every week. <laughs> you know, this sometimes the, you know, like week two, Bears and Buccaneers. I don't want to talk about the Bears and the Buccaneers. <laughs> that game could be a disaster on both sides. Number one, because I think the Buccaneers are going to be a trash team this year, but also the Bears are going down into the asshole of Florida in September when it's still going to be 150 degrees with 2,000% humidity. We might melt but before halftime in the Buccaneers because they're used to this nonsense. Just go out and dominate and, you know, steal an early win uh, from us because, you know, it's just uh, that's how those early season, go, early season games go down there in Tampa uh, and everything. But that's not going to be a game we feature in week two. Spoiler alert. We will not be doing a, a six-pack uh, preview of Bears Buccaneers for week number two. So we'll feature them as much as I possibly can, but uh, like they will be featured week one Bears Packers. Spoiler alert on that one. But 
We'll talk about our six games, and then we'll do our blitz uh, segment at the end to talk about the other ten. We'll get all of our picks in, and uh, I guess we'll find out maybe next Thursday when we do the show. How many of you guys signed up? Do we have uh, do we have enough for a second league, or did thirty of you sign up and we're all competing with each other in the one? We'll find out the hard way on that one. So come back on Thursday for the NFL preview week one show, and then back on Friday with our new friend Paul Noonan helping us preview Bears Packers for the weekend. So the season is here, guys. We, we finally made it. Real football is coming, and uh, we'll get it all started on Thursday. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground.